BT Real Chapter Podcast number four, a podcast for teachers from and based in the marvelous city and region of Rio de Janeiro, or anyone who is carioca enough at heart to participate. Okay, so we tackle some of the burning issues in ELT today with guests who are experts in their line of work, whose experience will contribute immensely to the wider teacher community. Podcast will be recorded in English, more in Portuguese, according to the nature of the topic. So let's get straight to it. Today, we'll be looking at the maker movement. Um, our first guest, we have two guests today, and our first guest is currently doing a master's research in applied linguistics at the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Holds a licensed degree in languages, Portuguese and English, from the same institution. Besides that, she's been teaching EFL for five years and is truly interested in the development and analysis of teaching materials, critical literacy, multiliteracies, discourse analysis, technology, and craft work. Our second guest holds a BA in English as a modern foreign language, BA in Portuguese teaching, teaching license in languages, Portuguese and English, Postgrad in Modern Education and Trends in Modern Education from the Pontificia Universidade Católica in Rio Grande do Sul. Um, Google Certified Educator, Apple Certified Educator, and Cambridge Assessment Certified EFL Educator. He's currently an Innovation Specialist in Makerspace Curriculum Integration at Escola Americana do Rio de Janeiro, EARG. So, welcome Isabel Fernandes and Murilo Veloso, so glad to have you. Thank Hi, you. thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, the for having invitation. me. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good to have both of you here. And of course, the topic is, I think, you know, really a hot one, right? Make a movement. So let's get to the topic. Let's talk about that. I think it's important to hear from people, you know, who are directly involved and let's you know, get a little bit more about this topic. So what is the maker movement and how does it talk to education? Uh, Isabel, you, do you want to start? May I start? Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Okay. Let's, let's, okay. break the, <laughs> let's break the traditional ladies first, okay? Let's go. Yeah, go definitely. No problem. <laughs> okay, go ahead, well, actually, well, uh, the maker movement is a cultural trend that places value on an individual's ability to be a creator of things as well as a consumer of things. I mean, in this culture, individuals who create things are called makers, and makers come from all walks of life, I mean, with diverse skill sets and interests. The, the thing they have in common is creativity, uh, an interest in design, and access to tools and raw materials that make production possible. This is basically what the maker movement is. And the other part of your question was, how does it talk to education, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. All right, and so Stefan, let me uh, tell you. The Maker Movement talks to education as a unique combination of artistry, circuitry, and old-fashioned craftsmanship. Certain, certainly, learning by doing or making uh, is an essential in you. I mean, it has been happening since our ancestors refined the world. Uh, schools used to offer culinary, woody craft, embroidery, or sewing lessons back then. But the way those lessons used to be offered little has to do with what the maker movement is right now and how the maker movement talks to education. Uh, back then, they were those lessons actually were offered with one solo purpose, 
teach students how to excel in those areas. Wow. But the point is, you may find woodcraft or sewing elements, just to mention a film, in a maker activity, but the reason why they're there present, it is entirely different. Uh, I guess I didn't make myself clear. Uh, what I meant is... <laughs> no, of course. We're not I think... saying that DIY activities per se is cutting edge or somehow innovative. Well, mm -hmm. what I am advocating is that the way how those techniques have been embraced and, and how we use them as a means to achieve a bigger goal is innovative. Just to illustrate it, we may have the students working on a do-yourself lamp project But our ultimate goal isn't building a lamp itself, but have the students develop their problem-solving skills as well as their resourcefulness. So essentially, the maker movement talk in education is entirely new and it talks to education as its mission and premise, that is, empower students to develop 21st century skills. Wow, okay. Well, Isabel, would you like to add to that? Sure. So, um, as Murilo said, what we are currently calling Maker Activities is an extension of the do-it-yourself culture, but with a very clear pedagogical aim, in which the students are encouraged to actually express themselves creating something. And as far as I'm concerned, these activities may be planned so as to foster critical thinking as well, you know empowering learners to use the target language, but in a very meaningful social, social interaction. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it, it focuses more on the process rather than the end result in itself, right? Sure. Yes, definitely, that's it. That's the main goal. So this is, I guess, the key to excelling in the pedagogy, right? Of the process, not, um, they understand why they're doing it, not just, okay, I have to complete the task. Is that it? That's it. Precisely. Mm, great, great, great. Because, and this, I think with, you can add to this or correct me if I'm okay with this. Um, it goes a bit against what we see in traditional or other methods of teaching where um, students are concerned with the end result, right? The grade, the, the process, you no, know, but the, I know the final product that they have to see. Uh, and parents do, I think. We all want to see the end result, right? Yes, that's, and that's the thing with make with uh, the maker movement and the maker maker pedagogy. Like the process matters more than the final product. Okay, great. So, what is a maker space? Do we need a, a space to roll out these activities? A specific space? Um, it is basically a room we can find at some schools, especially designed to inspire students to engage in their creations. So there's usually a variety of different tools there available and organized from materials for upcycling, such as plastic bottles and containers and cardboard to even carpentry and electronic tools. And apart from that, um, when it comes to rooms especially built for collaborative electronic activities, programming and robotics, um, some people also call them hacker spaces. But then again, okay. um, even though a makerspace facilitates things, students can even benefit from learning um, in other environments as well, rather than only the regular classroom or a makerspace itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Isabel, sorry. Go ahead, Isabel. Isabel, you couldn't have answered that question better. 
That is exactly what a makerspace is. And complementing your question, no, we don't need a makerspace to roll out maker activities. Well, as Great. a matter of fact, most Steam challenges can be rolled out in a regular classroom. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me just to exemplify it. There is this challenge, this gumdrop challenge, which crashed the internet recently. Mm -hmm. I mean, not for everyone, but for teachers, definitely. Yes. <laughs> Believe it or not, this Steam <laughs> challenge is a huge success in classrooms all over the world. And all it takes are gumdrops and toothpicks. And voila, right. you had your students taught engineering principles and basic physics in your regular classroom. You didn't need a uh, makerspace for that. And that's mm -hmm. the magic behind maker activities. I mean, challenges which are engaging and fun to solve are used as a means to teach core curriculum subjects. That's but fantastic. Let me say what a teacher does need to roll out maker activity. That would be passion for learning and not being afraid of taking risks and also thinking outside of the box because if you do not think outside of the box it gets hard to implement the maker pedagogy okay that's that i mean that is interesting and two points you, you mentioned there again um you don't need a lot which is wonderful because i think when people think that you have to spend and invest in terms of infrastructure but in this case you don't have to right no, um, really. Yeah, not really. This is great. You mentioned Steam. You may Steam. if you want to, uh -huh. but you don't actually oh. have to. Right. You mentioned Steam. That's a, it's, a, it's an acronym for science, uh, technology, is that? Science, what, what is it? it? The, yeah, science, technology. What's the other? EAM, Technology, right? engineering, arts, and maths. Exactly, great. So those are the five main areas that you're working on. Well, let's say umbrella areas that you work on with uh, the maker movement. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, lovely. Well then, okay, you, you've touched a bit on this next question about how to implement the maker pedagogy. Um, and what are the challenges? Would you like to add anything else to that? How do you implement this maker pedagogy in a classroom? Well, I dare to say that instead of trying to set up a whole makerspace, teachers who are new to making to making should begin with a single maker project. That's the best way to bring the maker pedagogy into your class. Uh, start with a single project, then gather the materials necessary for that project. Once you've done a few projects, you'll start to get a better idea of what kinds of materials work well in your classroom. But keep in mind that a true makerspace is constantly evolving. Um, however, if you want something more general to get started, I would suggest that a first-time makerspace should have some kind of physical prototyping items, like duct tape, cardboard, packing tape, that type of stuff. Okay. And I personally suggest investing in circuit tray as well, because it is so inexpensive and easy to do. And students usually respond well to circuitry and their engagement level with it usually hits high peaks. Right. That's... Yeah, totally. Okay, ideas. And I'd like to add that um, in certain groups, especially those with teenagers or young learners, some teachers may also struggle with behavior and safety issues during a couple of activities. Right. For the students have a lot to deal with at the same time. so. If I were to give any practical tip to other educators, it'd be to make the rules very clear, preferably listing them from the students in order to build a sense of responsibility. 
Therefore, if you're about to use things like um, hot glue, scissors, or even a drilling machine, they have to know how to do so and the outcomes of it. Um, scaffolding is also essential, which may include um, enlisting vocabulary and key expressions beforehand, maybe asking the students to label the tools with post-its with the correspondent vocabulary, which is an idea I got from uh, Murilo. The students may also work better and feel more motivated if we set the time for each step of the lesson and ask them to share their work afterwards, either uh, displaying it around the school or showing it to their parents or even students of other levels. And we undeniably need appropriate resources and materials. So support from not only managers and coordinators, but also other teachers to exchange tools and ideas can make a real difference. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, uh, especially because sharing is caring and the mm -hmm. best way to implement it is sharing with other teachers. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Yes. A maker teacher is, um, I'd say that um, is first and foremost a curious and transdisciplinary educator. Um, truly passionate about art and science, and one that is always willing to learn and share, read books, watch tutorials, and exchange ideas, of course. That's essential. Right. Okay, so speaking of sharing then, how can we find you online so we can share with you or you can share some of your experience with other teachers? Um, it's well. pretty easy. Okay. If you want to answer, okay, it's really easy to find me on my LinkedIn. My okay. name is Isabelle Fernandes, Isabelle with Z, double L, and E in the end. And okay. on my Instagram and Facebook accounts, which are Teacher Isabelle, basically. Oh, great, great. And you, Murilo, how can we find you? I'm also available on LinkedIn, Murilo Veloso. Uh, my name has double L as a spelling mm -hmm. and people can also reach me all over my email mveloso at erj.com.br Okay, wonderful. Yeah, because I think as you said, it's about sharing and getting ideas from others, kind of feeding on each other's um, creativity, right? And um, you, you end up building more from the experiences you get and the more you exchange ideas, the more ideas you get, of course, right? It's a simple yeah. principle. Yes, and I think this is it basically and it, it does help to excel. Um, well, just to finalize, we kind of covered the four questions, but you said, um, how do we make sure the students understand the purpose of, of what they're doing in the classroom? Anything else you want to add there? Yeah, well, uh, teaching makerspace may be challenging, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it may be challenging at first because of some mag management issues. I mean, styrofoam and popsicle sticks may cause a mess. Some projects may take several days, more than you plan it, and most active work may easily escalate to being very noisy. However, classroom management can actually be easier when teachers add more making to their instructions. When a task is meaningful to students and they're engaged in creating creative thinking uh, and they're solving problems and the activity is hands-on, then in those moments, there is not an incentive to rebel and act crazy. So I would say make instructions more making. Mm -hmm. But if, that are, if you ask me, there are these three 
tips that I usually give people. Uh, the first one is talk with the students ahead of time about the expectations for your task or make your space. I mean, if you don't have a space, you're, you're rolling out the task in your classroom, but always talk to your students ahead of time about the expectations. Basically, rather than wait for problems to happen, establish procedures and guidelines ahead of time. Okay. Something else is co-construct guidelines and procedures with students. If you get a student's input about how to proceed in Makerspace, you will end up with a set of rules that everyone is, is invested in. <laughs> and this is a little bit weird, but I like doing it. That is, build moments of silence. I do it as a strategy to keep my classes focused. I just go and say, guys, it's silent mode now. Let's remain silent for two minutes so you can process and think about what you're working on. It has proved to be quite useful as it serves as a mechanism to have kids recentered and restore some students who were getting tired because of the noise. Wow. That's basically Very nice. what yeah. I would say. I, I'm thinking of how that would work. Go ahead, Isabel. Um, I also believe that it's paramount to connect uh, maker activities with contemporary themes in our lessons so that our students are actually aware of the relevance of those activities to the way they may collaborate to construct their discourses about such themes. Um, I don't know if I'm making myself very clear, but um, if we are to talk about, let's say, um, issues of their cities, why not empowering students to reflect upon their role as citizens in such environments and maybe negotiate ways of acting around it? And that may be done maybe creating social media posts or videos to report such problems or a painting or a maquette displaying aspects of their ideal neighborhoods. These were some possible wow. ideas which have just sprung to my mind and all of them include knowledge from different areas. Mm -hmm. Okay, you see, so just this chat already has brought about some new ideas for you and um, caused some new ideas for creativity. I think that's good. Great. Exactly. I think this is what we were looking for and I think it will um, to a certain extent um, satisfy the needs of many teachers of their concerns about the use of English in the classroom, especially when you have a movement like this, make a movement. People are only concerned that you're not going to speak English, but I see English coming, emerging in all of that that you're talking about here, right? No, they do, they do, they do interact in English, especially because they yeah. engage. If they engage yeah. in the activity, English, English actually comes naturally. They start exactly. Yeah, they don't yeah. feel it as a task. As a exactly, class. it's it's not a it's not a hurdle. Yeah, exactly. Totally. That's, totally. that's the point. That's how the maker movement talks to education, uh, mm -hmm. especially in this case, right. um, for language teaching. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it focuses more on the spontaneity of things rather than um, a, a process of okay, now you speak because I tell you to speak. You know, it's interesting. I like that. I like that. And this is what I think most of our, our teenagers and young learners want more and more in the classroom, right? Definitely. Okay, great. Thank you very much, everyone. So, everyone, that was BT Rio Chapter Podcast number four. Uh, we had a look at the Maker Movement with two really, really creative and, and innovative um, teachers here with us, Isabel Fernandez and Vivo Feloso. Thank you again for coming. 
and for sharing some of your insights here. We're going to be talking more and talking about things with you. So again, really, really appreciate you being here with us. Okay. Thank you very much for an invitation. It was fantastic. And we've we've recorded more than 20 minutes and the time flew. I didn't even realize the time flew. So it's so good to listen to you and to listen to so many interesting things here. All right. Well, those of you listening, um, you can get in touch with us on Facebook at Brass Soul Rio Chapter and also at um, Instagram, right? At BT underline Rio Chapter. So if you want to send messages to get in touch with us, talk to Murilo or Tezabelli, talk to us here. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. See you.